This is Hypernasality, a podcast about speech therapy and pop culture with me, Dr. Anthony Drew. And me, Karen, with a C. And what are we talking about in this episode today, Karen? Oh gosh, we are going to talk about episode 23. Can you episode believe Episode 23. We're, oh my we're God. out of control. Out of control. Too much, too much time together. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about one of my motherlands that Anthony recently just visited. In oh yeah. The debrief on mm-hmm. Sweden. Yeah. Vasago. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's Norwegian or Swedish. Vasago. We'll check. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like bon appetit. Then we're going to talk about um, the uh, uh, soiree recently arranged where the cousins finally met guys and we got finally the cousins met. together mm-hmm. the cousins were together and, then- and as predicted i don't know how the four of us are going to fit in one podcast but it will happen one it day. has to happen we have to do that episode it went off without a hitch it yeah fabulous. it was good it was a it lot was of good. talking lots of good. talking lots yeah, of talking yeah, yeah. lots of personalities lots of fun mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about a critical topic that everyone in New York and New Jersey needs to discuss, which is your process for preparing chicken cutlets. Oh, my God. Yes. Every, every chicken cutlet has a, has a story. It's very I'll personal. Tell you. This it's is a very, very personal, personal, intimate conversation. Yes, and, I would you know, say, yeah. When you're, when you're with friends, this is what you discuss. So. Get your mallet and your cellophane ready, mm-hmm. which is no. apparently a trigger for Karen. But I say do it. (laughs) But remember, everybody. Oh, and our topic, our job hunt offer continues. Our our job hunt series continues. What do you do when you get a job offer? Yeah. Yeah. That was to the Klondike bar. Okay. I just want to make sure. I got it. But remember, everybody, this Mm -hmm. is not evidence based. Mm -hmm. Hi, Karen. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited for you. Why? Because I'm sitting back here in my laundry room recording. Yeah, you're in your laundry room recording. I made it to your to-do list before the big family vacay. Tell them, tell everybody. Thank God you didn't say what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Oh. There's so many things that I could have said there that I'm just laughing because I'm like, now I'm thinking of all the funny things. Oh, okay. Everyone, we're going to Disney in like it is so... a couple days and the kids don't know. And they're not going to find out until when. This is the and best part. Until we drag their asses out of bed at four o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Get on the plane. Because I can't say anything because my almost five-year-old can't sleep when he knows that it, the next day he's going to go to my parents' house. So mm-hmm. I just can't. <laughs> no, I think it's better. And then also, like, if they know in advance, is it going to be like, Mommy, is today when we go to Disney? Are we going today? Mm-hmm. I want to go see Mickey today. And then you start to hold it over them for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you want to go like, see yeah, Mickey? Like, you know what? We're not going to go. We're not going to go. And they're like, Yeah, we are. Yeah, but the problem is that I feel like I'm ruining my children, and their expectations for things are going to be out of control. But oh well. Um, I think that this is like a reasonable vacation. Do you think this will be the only time you take them to Disney? No, no. But it's the first time, so it's kind of setting the bar, you know. I think that um, the younger one won't remember. I don't think so. I vaguely remember like two things from my trip when I was three. 
Mm-hmm. So, but he's just going to be three. Yeah. My dad took us when we, I was like seven, mm-hmm. we were seven, five and three. Mm-hmm. So my brother has no memory of that. But then again, in 2020, we went when I was like 22. Mm-hmm. We we drove down as it was our last family vacation Fine. to Disney, and it was fun. It was like a great one. And then like the next year, when they're like, "We're going on family vacation," I'm like, "Oh no 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 no, that was the last. Okay. I'm going to Paris, everybody. Bye." <laughs> yeah. Or London, okay. yeah. So are you um are you going to be able to sleep the night before? I think so because yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna have a lot to do because I have mm-hmm. to like I have to like I don't know I've been like shoving things in cabinets like that I'm gonna pack like putting things to the side like I can't even take a suitcase out so it's like I'm just like making piles of crap everywhere. <laughs> you can't oh because usually I would have like my suitcase open and throwing yeah. stuff in it all week. Yeah, and my like little investigator that I have. Okay. Be, like, What's this? What are we doing? Where are we going? Can you put it all in like a big garbage bag and hide it in the I'm attic like, or something? I have like these built-in cabinets in my laundry room. I'm just like shoving stuff in mm-hmm. to them. And then I'll just empty it all out. Yeah. And you know what? In Florida, like you rinse the kids, you rinse everybody's clothes in the hotel sink, hang it up, go to bed. It's dry the next fine. day. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Um, I'm excited. All of you on a plane together, all four of you. We're going to do it. Are you? This is the first time you're traveling as a family as on, a the plane. on the plane. Okay. Yeah. What What is your ratio of iPad to child? We have a one to one ratio. Okay. And we also have a, two Nintendo Switches. Okay. Which Stephen doesn't get down with, but the older one will. So. And I mean, it's three hours. It's good. They need to occupy themselves. Mm-hmm. Every other adult on that plane is going to be looking at some device for hours. Yeah. And also, but were I you? think there'll be yeah. a lot of like annoying children that aren't ours. Too, okay. Probably, right? Yeah. So. Well, your kids are, yeah, your kids are adorable. So they're t- more yeah, tolerable. They're redeeming yeah. qualities. They're yeah. <laughs> um, but do you, were you a parent that was like, we're not going to let our kids be on too much screen time? Before I had kids, I would see kids in restaurants and I'd be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what the hell? And now I'm like, you want this one? You want two? I'll give you two. You want my game and daddy's for the show? Take them all. Because you can't finish your meal. Like, I get it. I'm like, I don't yeah. even care what you do right now. I'm eating my rigatoni. Like, shush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm okay with it. The thing is, you have to time, you have to dose it and time it right so that it hits when you need them to get in on it. You know, like you, you yeah, before like, they're at the point of no return, there is like a tipping before, point. But also, you don't want to blow the whole thing by giving it to them right out the gate. You gotta like wait until, because then they're gonna satiate on it and be done by the time, mm-hmm. you know, your food comes out or before you even take off the plane so yeah. you gotta like figure out how to do that dance but is it a range of like seconds or minutes oh i think it depends on the child mm-hmm. can you rig the device like can you change the password so the kid like occupies oh. about a minute trying to get into it like wait i thought i remembered the password let me tell you what yeah i did have to do because mm-hmm. um 
my little guy was like really into do you know now like kids watch these videos of other kids playing with toys like this is a whole thing i'm not surprised at that at all like a whole like unboxing toys and then like playing with toys um which makes sense because like remember toy commercials when you were little like this is just Mm -hmm. you can watch toy commercials basically for like hours people playing with showing toys so my younger guy started getting into this and we were like whoa like we turned this off and he's like crazed like behavior Mm -hmm. wild pissed reacting like can't like overstimulated i hate to use that term because i feel like it's like so overused but definitely the case so Mm. um (laughs) i had to hide on the ipad i had to hide the safari app and the YouTube app. So like he couldn't, I deleted the YouTube app, but then I had to hide the Safari app so he couldn't find the browser. So I put it like in a folder, in a folder on the iPad. Okay. Do you know this rotten little two-year-old <laughs> found it and I like come in the room and he's like watching the, like queued up the videos and everything. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So you could try all you want, but once they now, know the device, they know it. How many of those toys are they watching that they're like, we want this? The weird thing is that, mm-hmm. like, it's not like you remember, like, you would see a toy commercial when you were little and you'd be like, I need that. Yeah. yeah. It's not like that. Like, mm-hmm. they'll refer to things, but they're not like asking. It's weird. Like, they don't mm-hmm. necessarily come to you like they want it. Yeah. They're like, they, we just want to watch someone play yeah. with this toy. That's yes. enough. Yeah. I mean, it could be because they have too many goddamn toys and they just mm-hmm. don't need another one. Or it could be, like, I don't know if the way that it's postured on the videos, like, doesn't elicit the same, like, I gotta get it. Like, yeah, uh, I, or, <laughs> well, this would be interesting if they start imitating mm-hmm. what they're seeing on the videos in their own toys, that but, like, happens. generalizing it to, like, mm-hmm. different figurines or whatever. Or they'll, like, act out, they'll kind of, like, almost act like they're doing a video together. Like, the two of them will be, like, uh-huh. almost like they're doing a YouTube video. Like, did you ever cook with your friends in college and say, let's pretend like it's a uh, cooking show? No, but that show? sounds really fun. And I feel like we need to do that, actually. How have you not ever done that? And no. why is it that, like, I'm on vacation with a group of my friends, one of them being my cousin, which we yeah. have to get to that. Yeah. And um, we're like, let we're as we start cooking dinner, somebody was like, let's do it, like, in food TV style. And everybody's <laughs> like, that's, I always do that. And so, like, we all... <laughs> so like we pre-cut everything oh my god that is so funny and there was no camera there but if you didn't know you would think there was a camera yeah 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 you probably crack each other up it's a fun way to cook are you like this though like where like with my cousin and i when we get together we're like my cousin um we like compete over who's going to make the other one laugh like do you you had to have been doing that when you're recording like you're trying to see who could mm-hmm. like do the funniest thing oh yeah and, i mean yeah. It is, it's yeah. improv it's a I game it. it's like yeah. adult you know humor yes. and stuff yeah mm-hmm. like or, and like we always take it a little too far it's like once somebody takes it a little too far it's over yeah know? and there's always somebody like my brother my brother's known for taking a joke and like picking its dead body up off the street just to it. kill it again you know yeah <laughs> so like some jokes just naturally end and then there's that one person that like uh but that's so funny um so speaking of our cousins everybody we had like this epic cosmic moment and karen and i went to see little shop 
Little shop of horrors, little shop. I'm a terrible singer. Call the cop, little shop of horrors. And it was fabulous. We had the best time. And Karen brought her cousin. I brought my cousin. And we all sat down and had like a nice nosh together. We broke bread. My friend Viv was there. Shout out to Viv. Shout Hi, out to Dimitra. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Babe. Brian. Shout mm-hmm. out to Brian. And then um, we went to see Little Shop in the mm-hmm. quaintest theater. So cute. So cute. So good. What did you think of the I show? The, I loved it. I didn't like the bathroom situation. It was like scary and weird. I loved the show. Mm. I didn't like. Oh, yeah, that's right. We all had a comment about this. Yeah. Oh my God. I, why can't I think of Audrey? Name? No, Audrey's the plan, isn't it? No, Audrey's the girlfriend. Wait. Suddenly, Seymour. Names it Audrey. Audrey too. Audrey too. Yeah. yeah Audrey. I didn't, like, I didn't like Audrey. I understood what they were doing. Mm. it's fine yeah it just wasn't what I was like like it's kind of interesting though like I feel like I was looking for somebody more like wafy and fragile and like because she was like strong and kind of like more harsh I didn't like it but actually it makes the character a little more complex and interesting if you think about it oh, look you know? at a little reflection Karen look yeah. at your reflection I, I love this it. was at, at, at uh, intermission everybody's ready to be like but I don't like her I'm mm-hmm. like oh please like anybody in this room can carry a note like that but no, I didn't like the faces was, she was like, yeah. making funny faces like, it was her. very it was caricature caricature-esque yeah. but that whole show yeah. was like a caricature I know like it is a little bit like I think it was on purpose, you know. And Seymour was adorable, and, oh um, and the, what are they called? The girls? Oh my god, they were oh, the, not the Ronettes, some, but something yeah, like but that. It it was like it's like the, the Ronettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I gotta confess, mm-hmm. the dentist guy. Yeah. Such a crush. Oh that, yeah, he was a looker. Talk about a looker. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, but also like that, like jerky. I can't help myself like a jerky machismo hair slick back situation like mm-hmm. well also a really good actor because he played a couple yeah. he played one or two parts before he got into yes. the dentist mm-hmm. and oh yeah he had us rolling in the end when he died mm-hmm. yeah yeah so spoiler good. alert if you haven't yeah. seen it it's yeah a lot by the way I, a lot of people die and it's different than the movie it's different Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different, and our and it was just a fun night. I'm glad we got great. out. It was awesome. Um, now espresso let me ask you: had a great espresso martini. Oh, that was such a good call. Um, will you be able to escape like again? Yeah. To go to a show, and mm-hmm. which show? I think like once per quarter, <laughs> I can do this. I like that measure. That's about yeah. my gym frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once per quarter. Yeah. I like it. Well, BravoCon is coming in October, but I was like, do I need to do that? I'm like, no, you have so much happening in October and November. 
Do you know, I, ha- I always have a couple friends that ask me about BravoCon. So mm-hmm. maybe what I'll do is I'll be like, yes, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, I'm going. And then the day of be like, Karen, Olivia, you guys like this. I don't have fun. Oh my Bye. God, <laughs> oh my God. It's like a plot of a, a Disney channel. Switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I would, I would go just for the experience, but um. I think you would really like yeah. it. Like, I'm surprised that you don't do more of it because it's it's got like a. Um, I can't even handle reality. It's a con- so it's reality television. Like, it is comedic, but I also I it grates on my nerves because it's like, I know. Grow, you know, like I'm always like grow up. You know, I maybe you know I'm what too it is. I, I I consume it through the lens of particularly these two guys that do a podcast and they recap all the shows Mm -hmm. so like i even the editing to me now is like funny like i'll catch what the editors do and i'm like oh god like this Mm -hmm. is funny like they know what they're doing so to me but i think i'm so in it that it's like an inside joke you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like when you really watch it all the time it's like you get the references you know so it's like you're part of the family, like here it's at hypernasality. It's really a cult. Ah, well, we're just like a family that neglected you for about a year with this recording. Sorry, yeah, everybody. Sorry, everyone. We're, hey, we're back. We we're brought back. flowers and candy. We still dropped it like Beyonce. True. Oh, we did. We will. We may have. You, I mean, we wanted to wait for her new song to drop mm-hmm. before we dropped our Mm-hmm. um season two okay. um karen i'm back from sweden oh my gosh did you, gotta see, tell you. did you see me there was there any swedish girls that looked like i me? saw you there <laughs> actually like i would be going into tunnel bana which is the subway and i'd be like oh my god is that karen and i'd be like no anthony not all blonde hair blue-eyed women are look alike you know it's the build the though too they're all yeah. about five foot seven mm-hmm. and, and like well there's a, like a level of confidence mm-hmm. and strength and personality mm-hmm. i met this woman who was swedish and saw my last name and started speaking to me in greek and oh, cool. drew is only a stage name Uh Mm -hmm. um and then i was like wait a second i just got tunnelbana on my vocabulary and now you're speaking (laughs) and she's like i was married to a greek now i'm married to a swede and i said which husband was better oh did she answer she gave me a funny look because she's still married to the swede it doesn't mean he wasn't the better husband maybe i should have asked lover maybe oh (laughs) No, because she said she was divorced, not widow. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way she said divorced. But mm-hmm. maybe, maybe she meant she killed him. I don't know. Too dark. <laughs> too dark, too quick. I'm sorry. But Sweden, let me tell you, I, I've never, I've been to a country where it was, the sun was bright in the sky as I fell asleep and when I woke up. Like, I don't think the sun ever really went away where I was. It was what really was like cool. the temperature? The temperature ranged. In Sweden, it's basically you get four seasons in a day. Uh, and so we, um, like, it would be, like, hot sometimes. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, putting your hoodie on because the clouds came in or a breeze is coming oh. through because the weather's also pretty volatile. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. What, like, 
do you think people need to know? Swedish people are delightful. It's the first time I've ever traveled to a country where I didn't feel like I had to learn basics in the language. Cause usually I learn like, do you speak English? I hate to be the person that's like just speaking English without asking. And I think it's also funny to ask in a native tongue, do you speak English, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but everybody there speaks English. Like mm -hmm. they're like, you just went up wow. and asked a question. And not only that, socially, people really like to practice their English with mm -hmm. Americans. So I enjoyed that. Um, do you want to hear the most horrific thing that happened to me? Yeah. Okay. I was in Sweden for a conference and there's this conference dinner with all of these researchers in my area mm -hmm. and they have this beautiful dinner, this entertainment. What's the vibe, by the way, in your domain? Like, well, is everyone competing or is everyone friendly or like, what's the... You know, people are... Um, friendly but you know there's always those people this is in this was a uh, special interest group on writing so it was mm -hmm. all types of like uh, writing assessment intervention learning disabilities typical all ages um, even some stuff on creative writing so there's so much work to be done there's not that much competition but i do think um there's always like camps of thought Mm -hmm. And if somebody yeah. really has their their something out for you, you could kind of know it by the question. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. But like in the social events, everybody's really friendly. Like I was there and this woman came up to me and cheers me. She's like, tell me about you. We've been all the same sessions together. So we obviously Aww. have similar interests. Yeah. So, so anyway, the entertainment is done. And they're like, the hosts of the event are like, well, that's our entertainment. Coffee will be served shortly. And before I know it, my colleague and friend, who will remain nameless for now, stands up and shouts, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had a real comedian from New York City entertain us? And I looked at her. I said, are you out of your mind? I looked at the host and she's like, why not? And so was I had it, to. Was it like a setup? It was like. I don't, I don't think it was a setup. I okay. think that this person who spoke is well-regarded. So yeah. that was my first joke, actually. Everybody, so-and-so needs a new collaborator because I'm no longer friends with her because of this. So, but as soon as they said it, people started cheering. I did a hair toss, checked my nails, went oh up to the front God. and did about five minutes. It's and that like is crazy. like, yeah. And I had done two shows in Stockholm. So it was like super fun for me. And this is now my new obsession. I mean, it's a big deal. I feel like it's one thing playing even regionally to your audience, but doing that and having it work mm -hmm. is like, that's a, yeah. that's a big deal. And now so cool. it was so much fun. It was validating in did a lot of ways. Did you make jokes about Ikea? Did they understand? I didn't, but you know, I have a couple jokes about Ikea. I did make jokes about like some of the things I observed in the culture that I thought were funny. Like mm -hmm. anytime you heard somebody say no, they said it three times. And so I learned my first Swedish word by context. So now when somebody asks me if I want something, the answer is no. It goes nay, nay, nay. And they were rolling because it's like one of those things like in English, we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we never just say yeah once. Yeah. So it was, yeah. 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 So <laughs> I, was like... I saw you. I was like, no. <laughs> so um, they love that. I did jokes about like my nephew and right. It was good. It was, it was That's good. Awesome. And then I did a joke about like, 
getting pulled off the TSA security because of my poster I was supposed to present. Oh, and right. what happened was like, I, that they, they were like, what is that? I'm like, this is a poster for the SIG writing conference in Sweden. And they open it up and they unroll it and they call some guy over and the guy's like, uh, we think your theoretical framework is a little underdeveloped. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I think you're right. And the other one's like, you're, your your effect sizes are a little conflated. I'm like, I know, I don't understand. And then the other one's like, you forgot to italicize your p-value. I'm like, I had to get it to the printer in oh, time. Yeah. They were dying. That's great. That's, That's really good. Picture. I like that a lot, actually. Oh, I it's hope good. not too many people. Yeah, that was how I auditioned for the ASHA conference. I want to um, do the comedy at the ASHA yeah. conference next year okay. uh, in New Orleans, the next one. Where is it? next time i don't know we have to look it up it's probably going to be somewhere no, I don't. LA, right? yeah 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 I um, look, actually i have a question yeah yes. like do pe- are people like you're are you from new york like do people here do they do they regionalize like the american accent in sweden like can they I tell think- where you're from or is that like not a thing or is like everybody from new york i don't know i think that um i've seen people like talk to someone with like a real thick Southern drawl and ask like a non-native speaker, where do you think he's from? And they're like, New York. So (laughs) I think, you know, it's like, can you tell the difference between someone who's from like London and Liverpool? I know. I mean, I I could hear the difference. I wouldn't be able to pinpoint it, Mm -hmm. but I could hear it. But I think some people can't even hear that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, think, I know there's like I, I just think like you know particularly in New York is like just so iconic that I'm like everybody knows mm-hmm. yeah but even to a non-native speaker although I've had friends from England that meet my dad and they're like he sounds like Robert De Niro I'm like really because my dad is a very thick New York like hey come on in have a seat I, lo- Let's talk. I love it yeah it's my favorite uh, I love it so much and he's louder than me so it's fun come here yeah and then he'll like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what's your career? And then like, whatever their career is, he pulls out some random statistic oh, here yeah. on television. Oh yeah. One. Dentists have the highest rate of suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dad, That's got good. it. Got it. I love that. Yeah. Actually, That's hysterical. Yeah. Thanks dad. Or like, I think it's dentist drug abuse accountants. I don't know. It's whatever he's watching that, that week. So I think you're right. Actually, what you just said, I feel like mm. I've heard that. Yeah, I'm trying to see where Asha is going to be in 2028. Well, I also um, future and past locations. I oh, you're still this. you're still looking it up. I really mm-hmm. have an important question for you. They have it planned out. Don't worry to 2031. Oh when my when god! When I'm 60 years old. <laughs> um, There's no way you're going to be 60 in 2031. I'm not. It's in yeah. Boston. <gasps> I get to do the opening in Boston. Oh, um, my friend is co-chairing that. And if she's listening, you heard yeah. my pitch. You heard mm-hmm. the joke a second time. It sounds even better than mm-hmm. my drunk pitch in Washington, D.C. So I want to be considered five minutes. I'll do clean material. Oh my God, I'm so except about the kid in speech therapy who says, duck you. And you're like, just give me that labiodental and you can get the duck out of here. So (laughs) 
Only a room full of speech therapists will love that. Mm -hmm. Speech language pathologists. Mm -hmm. um, Karen, it. how do you make yeah. your chicken cutlets? Oh, this is like a really good. Okay. This is our New Jersey topic before we get into our topic for the day. All right. So I don't do the whole like beat it with the mallet thing. Like I don't do it. Don't. But what size chicken cutlet are you using? Like, are you buying the thick ones and cutting them down yourself? How does this work? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You butterfly them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bell and Evans. Don't buy anything else. Bell and Bell Evans. And Evans. Okay. And I, I do the filet. Like, I cut mm -hmm. it. Right. And then, um, nothing complicated. I have egg, mm -hmm. Italian breadcrumbs, um, the yellow. I forget what it's called. The yellow bread. And then, I jazz them up a little bit. Like I take a little bit of Pecorino Romano and like a little ah. um, in the breadcrumbs, a little extra, always extra salt. Always okay. Salt, a little garlic powder. And then obviously olive oil in the pan. You got to get it to oil. the heat. Do not put the cutlet in the pan before the oil is hot. You idiot. Okay. Ever. Okay. But not too hot, medium hot. Medium high. Not Medium high. high. So do you do it by time or do you use a thermometer? I don't do either. I just kind of know. Okay. That's not evidence-based. No. No. I mean, why wouldn't you ever just say like, oh, seven minutes? I don't know. Like, I just know when it's okay. been enough. Like, I know. But don't put it in without it, without just knowing it's hot enough. Oh, the oil. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, it's going to be jumping a little bit. And, you know, All it's right. good to go. And then you put the cutlets on right mm -hmm. and then i just like flip them around i don't have like a process and do they come out crispy and moist yes. no crispy I, on the out yeah crispy on the outside moist this will really affect be affected by the type of chicken how good of chicken you buy if you okay. have a chicken that is shit injected with saline like garbage mm. chicken breast it's not going to be moist. you're gonna have garbage no chicken what, cutlets you're gonna have a garbage chicken cutlet yeah so you, you gotta know. invest and pay like four or five dollars more get the good chicken and it's worth it but i do have to say there's one variable you're not accounting for in that what? formula what? what if you malleted even bad chicken could you change the texture of it then and how it cooks i don't know because i, I mallet like my chicken you do okay i do so because i was this. forbidden to do it side. as a child not the spiky side it depends on right? how sometimes i do the spiky side because i like to get it really let me tell no. you why. You want the meat, you want it to be sealed. The minute you poke holes in meat, it sweats and the moisture comes out of it. You know, you're bringing up a good point. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people do it with steak before they put it on the grill. I'm like, are you stupid? Throw it, I leave a salt block, put the steak on the salt block, seal that shit. Mm -hmm. It's like sealed shut and it's so good. I don't even know what a salt block is. It's a big block of Himalayan salt, like the, like like a twelve inch by like ten inch, like a mm -hmm. piece of paper. It sits in like a like it's like this thick. Does it go in the grill like about two you inches? You can grill. Thick? You can grill it like with it. Like you can put it on the grill. You can put like shrimp skewers on it and grill mm -hmm. it like with the salt block on there. I don't do that. I just prep whatever it is on the salt block. So you just lay it on there, flip it around, let it sit there for a little bit. But it seals it. And it seals it. 
Well, you know, chefs have mixed reports about the ceiling. Like some are like you have to do salt and pepper to create a crust. Others mm -hmm. don't like that. It really depends mm -hmm. on how you like it. But it's so funny because I love a good chicken cutlet. And like in New Jersey, I, everybody has their own recipe and everybody's, every culture is invested in the chicken cutlet. Yeah. It's true and, because like Tom's mm -hmm. mom uses this thing called vegetta, which is not like Italian. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like her chicken cutlets are like Polish chicken cutlets. Like they don't mm -hmm. have the Italian season. I'm not Italian, but I make Italian uh, chicken cutlets. I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Italian by but proxy. Even, nowadays. you know, um, using panko or mm -hmm. uh, panko's good i like yeah. the panko i'll do that i'll get down japanese with chicken cutlets are some mm -hmm. of my favorite they make it mm -hmm. real nice the savory kind of ginger sauce yes but it, when i teach research methods mm -hmm. when i teach about variables and i'm like all right so how do we know the difference between an independent and dependent variable who here eats chicken cutlets mm -hmm. good who likes them crunchy all right that's our independent variable What's the depend? Oh no, that's the dependent variable. Yeah. We want to get a crunchy cutlet. What are the independent variables? Mm -hmm. And you're saying it's got to be not not smashed olive oil. Wait mm -hmm. for it Expensive to get hot. Chicken. Good chicken. Mm -hmm. um, what about? Do you ever flour it? Dredge. You mean dredge? Dredge. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when I bring that up, people everybody's got their own thing one yeah. year they were like you're all wrong somebody was like you're all wrong the only way to fry a chicken cutlet is in coconut oil and the whole class went <gasps> i never okay. thought of that yeah and this that's actually how i do my chicken cutlets now is in mm -hmm. coconut oil yeah is it good it's really good because is the it, coconut has coconut? like a buttery taste to it but people that are sensitive to coconut you can't do too much coconut oil yeah I yeah. taste coconut in my chicken. Yeah, but yeah. then we brought up smoke points and how there's different smoke points for different oils. Olive yeah. oil has a high smoke yeah. point. They say canola yeah. or veggie oil is better. Yes. Yeah. But I use olive oil. Yeah. Because I like the flavor. I like the flavor. I just like using it. Why did you ask this? I love it. I don't know. We had it on our list of things, so we might be closing out a topic. But I mean, I think that we should actually any guests that we have on the show, we should ask. We them should ask them two minutes, two minute recipe for chicken cutlets. Mm -hmm. Go. And if you're like, a, a go on to delivery.com and type in chicken cutlets. That's fine too. I love yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start doing this at social occasions when I don't know what to say. Well, I think it's a great way to break the ice. Like when I'm yeah. on the phone with family, like my aunt and, you know, they don't want to hang. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to hang up or my mom. It's like the conversations go, what are you having for dinner? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. How'd you make it? Oh, that sounds good. And you learn something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love that. What are you eating tomorrow? Food is always a good conversation yeah. breaker. It is. What's for until you meet a vegan. And then you ask them, how do you prepare your chicken cutlets? And they, I get tempeh and I smash it and it tastes just like the real thing. No, My left cheek, it does. And you have bad gas. Yeah. <laughs> it's so processed. Oh my God. You, you're, you are manufacturing sulfur and I don't want to be around you. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Gross. Um, um, cool. So our topic, we're going to finish up, I think, today, our discussion about the job hunt. Mm -hmm. So by now, 
because this podcast still has to be posted, but I'm going to, it's my goal we're for February. There. We're going to do, we're going to drop it like a Beyonce album. Mm-hmm. Dropping oh God, it, drop all... it on like a, then it has to drop on a four. So like March 4th. Okay. If it's Beyonce. And it's got to be the whole season, um, which it could you know be. That, you know Blue Ivy's done. name is because of four, right? You know that? Blue Ivy, tell me more. Tell me like more. Ivy, like I, me. Ah, so four is their lucky number. It's her birthday, nine four eight one. Wow. Jay Z is, I think, December fourth, and okay. I think their anniversary is four two. So they're so like four four, four 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 four. It's so funny. Are you an even numbers person or an odd numbers person? I trust odd numbers more. Mm-hmm. I am much more of an mm-hmm. odd person number. Like if I had to live in a house with like sixty eight or mm-hmm. ten. It would be very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for me. I like odd numbers. Mm-hmm. Me too. I feel like they're mm-hmm. more to the point clean. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, did you have to do even odd numbers when you got married, like for the table settings? Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, I remember that being a discussion, like listening to my, when my brother got married. And like who got the odd numbers? Yeah. And <laughs> it was actually very easy because my mother was like, I like odd numbers. And the mother of the bride was like, mm-hmm. I like even numbers. And Perfect. everybody's like settled. So, um, and I didn't know that was a thing. And that's when I thought, why is there even um, these types of wedding decisions? It's like it's a crazy. thing. Yeah. It's really just so that you're, it's like a test mm-hmm. to see how many fights you can get in between families before, you know, mm-hmm. and what you can hold it. Yeah. It's like the final countdown. Yeah. And the more Um, things you can make out of the wedding, more money needs to be made. Like, are people having table announcement parties? Like, and today we're going to find out if the groom or the bride gets the even tables. (laughs) (laughs) Like a gender reveal. I love it. Speaking of gender, I used to play this game with my friends in high school where we would attribute gender to numbers. (laughs) So stupid. How do you mean? We'd be like, what do you think number five is? Is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> like at lunch. I think actually. The- we would firmly be like, it's a boy. <laughs> I don't know. I think five might be non-binary. That's possible. Yeah. I feel that now. I mean, like back in 2002, I don't think we were like aware of non-binary, but now that's happening yeah. at the discussion at the lunch table, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's our stopic? Let's see. I'm getting that? a text from my, a phone call from my project coordinator with a quick question. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to text her and be like, don't call me ever again. No, I want to call her back, but um, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Uh, topic, topic, topic. So, Karen, today we're going to continue our topic about the job search and the job offer. Do I accept the job negotiating the terms? I think the last time we talked, we talked a lot about salary. And today I want to know, I want to ask your opinion. What are some of the other things that we should negotiate before signing that contract? Uh, I think, well, we talked about salary. Did we talk about the interplay of salary and benefits? 
I think we started to talk about it, but I think we should highlight it because it's definitely part of the package. Maybe it's something to say like salary is the driving factor of the package, but there are other things to look at, like quality of life, commute, benefits, Mm -hmm. and medical. Mm -hmm. My gosh, medical. Yeah. And liability too. -hmm. So like, you know, there's some companies, I guess I'll talk about liability first. Like, Tell me. There's some companies like particularly like staffing companies. Like if you work for, you can work as a contracted employee for like, um, you know, a company that staffs SLPs and sometimes it's in the schools, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's in like a rehab. And for those, sometimes they'll offer you different rates, hourly rates, depending Mm -hmm. on if you want to be a contracted employee versus like one of their employees. Mm -hmm. And that there's like two things to think about if you're getting that kind of information or that kind of choice, because the contracted rate, your rate of pay is higher, right? Like if you're a contracted employee, you're going to get a higher rate, but it's because you're not actually receiving, you don't have the opportunity to receive benefits. And sometimes you're not covered under the company's liability mm-hmm. insurance either. So it might look like oh, I'm getting more money, but you need to maintain your own malpractice insurance. Um, and you need to, and you're never going to, you're not going to be eligible for any benefits or anything like that. If yeah, you're just contracting to the organization. God forbid something happens in a lawsuit, yeah. you would be directly sued or your agency rather than the right. uh, facility, which is, we just learned, we ha- I had a presentation with a special education attorney and even in lawsuits in schools, the district is who's being sued, never the individual. So, Correct. yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of know about that and, um, it's first of all, malpractice insurance, like the typical for what you generally would need to be covered for is not all that expensive, but you mm-hmm. need to know like what you're signing up for yep. with that, you know? Um, and you know, the and other then, thing, yeah. If a facility closes and you're on an agency, you're not going to get paid that day. If clients don't show up, you might not get paid. You got to read the fine mm-hmm. print. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know how it works in terms of like, yeah, like if you go on, there's no leave then, like you're not covering it under any leave benefits or anything mm-hmm. like that then too, if you're contracted through the employee, right? So, um, and the employer. So, and then the other thing is benefits. Like, you know, this is why if you see rates for per diem roles or for contract roles, they're always going to be higher hourly rates because you're not going to be eligible to have any benefits through the employer, whether it's medical leave, whatever. Um, So uh, that's something to consider where you might not want to go for the highest rate of pay um, Mm -hmm. unless you really understand what it is that you're resigning you know, in terms of opportunity for benefits is like, you know, it could even be like, you know, financial planning benefits, like you're not going to be eligible for their 401k or, you know, things like that too. Mm-hmm. So, so I would definitely be asking questions about all those things. And then like that leads to, okay, if you want to have a benefits package, um, figuring out what to look for with that. Now I will tell you, I am a dummy, dummy, dumb, dumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> when it comes to comparing and contrasting these things. So mm-hmm. if there's somebody that you could talk to, to get information on like that, the value of the benefits that you're being offered, I think that's probably helpful. Like, what did you do, Anthony, back in the day? The outsourcing. You you're going to love dumb. this. You're going to love this. <laughs> it goes with the theme. It goes with the theme of our, uh, well, a character we met, our first guest, actually, when my mother showed Later. up. 
leaner. <laughs> she um she worked in medical insurance and medical billing, so she okay. could read the fine print. Mm -hmm. So when they said when they gave me all these paperwork, like to paperwork to figure out where I'm which one do I just gave I'm like mom what do I do what is this which and one do she's I pick? Like, she's like I'll get back to you and like a week later she's she's you know she told me so um but I have I would rely on somebody else for that because I also didn't understand a lot of like what is in network mean what is a deductible what is out of network <laughs> they don't teach you that stuff in high school but everybody no, they really know should. What it is. yeah they should yeah mm -hmm. So um, I think that's important. I think, of course, if you have like vacation time, that's the big mm -hmm. deal. And if mm -hmm. it's paid vacation or unpaid vacation and how do you accrue vacation days? Mm -hmm. So that's something. So in the school system, for example, you mm -hmm. don't get you get 10 sick days on average or like 10 sick days, three personal days, and they accrue over time, um, depending on the district, but you don't get like if you want to take off in the middle of April, unless there's schools closed, you you have to use your sick days. You don't get oh. to take a week's vacation. Whereas mm -hmm. because you have the whole summer off, because you you're off in the summer, yeah. right? Yeah. But in like a hospital, how does it work? Yeah, how does it work in a hospital? There's accrual rates like where I worked, it was by pay period. You accrued, I think it was like 0.8 days or something, mm -hmm. or like a certain number of hours of PTO per pay period. Um, I think it was by hours though, not by day. So over time you accrue a certain number of hours of PTO. So that would be used too. Like if you needed to take a half day versus a full day, you would put in for 7.5 or 4.5 wow. hours for PTO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think managing all that, I have to tell you like how your time is spent during the day when you're mm -hmm. starting is important. You, you know, you have to work a little bit harder, but as you get older to your goal should be having more control over your time, like the president of a university mm -hmm. may or may not. Although I think at that point you pass a threshold of money and your time is no longer your own. No, I think that yeah. if you're that high up in an institution, you're like on call and on yeah. 24 seven, you know, yeah. like you have too much responsibility and liability. Yeah. So think about, so don't think about that when you're looking for your SLP job, your SLP job is about, how many hours a week do you work? Are you going to get out mm -hmm. at five every day? Things like that. Right. What's your schedule? Mm -hmm. Is it a 40 hour work week? Is it 37.5? Like mine was because we had 30 minutes of lunch, but you always worked in your lunch anyway. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there was a point where our, our union contract was renegotiated and we had a Thursday night, Thursday, or like one day a week where we had to stay 37 and a half minutes extra one day a week and like the people that were really in the union waited until exactly that 37.5 and punched out right at that point in time oh, I, I was like i'm just gonna leave when i'm done like it's i don't mm -hmm. know it's a weird like i was done at 38 and a half minutes you know <laughs> like <laughs> what's fun. the big deal so yeah but, but that's actually you, you bring up the union thing that's well big. i think that's part of the negotiating the terms yeah. i think well, I, you know, are you going to have to, I mean, you have to pay into the union. You don't if work a for union. the union. If there's is there a, union? a union, right? So the yeah. first thing is like, you know, like if there, if you're going to pay into the union, you can be in a union. That's a very appealing thing to a lot of people and understanding what you're signing up for and being in the union or turning down a union opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, because like, you know, in, in the corporate, like, um, even non-for-profit uh like healthcare sector 
there's no union. Like, you know, you can't organize. You're like mm-hmm. subject to the employer, right? And the jurisdictions of whatever the administration in the company wants to have. But it's a neat thing and can be beneficial. I think that the benefits to being in a lot of the school unions now have changed a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't know about the strengths of those, but you do have protections in a, in a lot of cases and you can have backing and if, you know, that can be appealing. You know, I know when you retire from the union, a lot of times there's a pension and healthcare benefits that continue and things like that too, where, you know, and the salary, I mean, the salary scales and stuff are all out there for you. So the union Mm -hmm. fights together to keep everybody's salary on track, but it's, you don't have to negotiate your own parameters of your contract. So it's Mm -hmm. different. So, you know, if you know, you're going into a union uh, agency, that's a little bit more transparent and Mm -hmm. there's power in numbers there. So, um, and I didn't even realize, like, I didn't know that there was options to not work in a union, but I think if you're in the outside, but I I mean, even just outside, like when I was in Arizona, it's a, it's a, it's a right to work state, which Mm -hmm. means it doesn't allow unions. I didn't even know. I thought that was a very American thing or it doesn't require them, but businesses cannot have unions in other parts of the country. So I guess something to think about if you are going to be seeking employment outside of the New New York, New Jersey metro. Right. Like you should know in the area where you are, what, what actually even exists. I have a question, actually, I never thought about this. You know how, like, if you're a teacher in a, in a like school system, Mm -hmm. you get tenure. Yes. Do they have that for like special services? Like if you're an SLP, can you get tenure? It depends on, it depends on what your contract is. So in some programs, so in some places you're considered part of the teacher's contract Mm -hmm. in other places, you might be on a different contract. So I know the New York city board of ed, your technical job was a teacher of speech improvement or teach. They might've changed the term by now. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you were in the same contract as the teachers, Mm -hmm. which gave you those benefits that you were just talking about. So um, whereas the OTs and PTs were not part of that. Oh my God, really? They would have to have, they had different salaries. I think they were able to negotiate more money, but at the sacrifice of time, because they all had to work 12 month contracts and stuff. So Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So these are all the things that you have to kind of know to dig around for. Yeah. And you know what? You might take your first job and not realize you should have asked about Mm -hmm. something. But the good news is that after that first year, you, after you get, or nine months, after you get your clinical fellowship under your belt, mm-hmm. you could change what you're doing as many times as you want as an yeah. SLP. You have so much opportunity in terms of the setting you're working in, the schedule Absolutely. that you're working, who you're working with, that if you go somewhere and maybe you didn't ask a question or you didn't realize that the dental benefits stunk or whatever, mm. you're going to know that's part of the learning process of yeah. new, as being a new professional too. And yeah, know. as a grown up, sometimes you got to just pay for your teeth. Sometimes I mean, you got to pay for your teeth. Yeah, sometimes but the other you thing is like, teeth. you know, you, you, you also have to leverage what is the most, what are the most important things? What are the opportunities available to you? And it's, it's not like you're, you're not going to hit every single mark. But, you know, you find something that's a good match, you get your C's, and you're on your way. And you're on your way. And your first job is not your last job. So right. unless that's mm-hmm. your goal. 
But mm -hmm. um, Karen, I have to say that our our time today was delightful. We started totally. we started so fun and so raw, and we got so serious. And mm -hmm. I think you even nodded off at one point when I was talking okay. about. So I look cozy and, and salary. Yeah, you look. No, cozy. I wasn't. No, no. I'm I was. I because I'm teaching again. I'm used to people closing their eyes while I'm talking, so I wasn't even offended. Taking a rest. So, um, tell me, what are you watching? Oh, I want, yeah. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> what are you watching before we go? Oh my God. Oh, Zark. Oh, Zark. Oh my. So, goodness. in like a two week period, I have watched three full seasons of Ozark. I am in season four, episode two. You're going down the Ozark hole. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. Every, I told my students this week, every truck, this is like so inappropriate. Every truck that I see has like cash and cocaine in the back when oh I'm driving around. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it, what a show. What a show. What a show. I'm so happy for you. And you're saying that your um, husband was watching it before. Yes. And so he now started. you're only just I've getting into this. No. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we like, we can't believe it. Oh yeah. my gosh. It I, is like. I'm ahead of you, but I love your text. And every time you text me something about it, it reminds me of how great that show was. And Darlene. Both of our, everybody, but June is that show. June is that show. June? June. Ruth. Oops. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is he talking about? Well, June and Ruth are kind of the same name. I know, you know? she knows. Yeah. She reminds me of June from Gypsy, actually. So it's funny oh, that you say whoa, that. Whoa, that would like be a great June, reboot. You yeah. know, she could be, she could play, she could be good in Gypsy. Mm -hmm. Ruth. I wonder mm -hmm. if she could sing. She's a Bronx girl, and I love that. She seems like somebody that has theater in her, I yeah. feel like. And we have to know? shout that out for sure. We, Did you notice how people walk on that show? Like Charlotte, do you notice how she, like that character carries herself and how Ruth walks? Like it's so mm -hmm. funny, but even their gait is like part of their character. It's amazing. Well, that's a big Show's part so of the good. acting too. Yeah. That's a big part of the yeah. acting. You got It is move. like so good. It's so good. I, and it's attention to detail. And it's beautiful. The shots yeah. of those Ozarks. Mm -hmm. Like if it wasn't such a decrepit criminalistic if it wasn't place. Terrifying, if I wasn't going <laughs> to die in a barrel of acid, then yeah. I might go too. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say it's been fun doing um, our show today. We got a song to leave you out with. <gasps> but uh, it just came to me when we were talking and I think it's a good way to close it out. But before we go, everybody, I want to remind you, this has been hypernasality. I'm Dr. Anthony Drew. And I'm Karen with a say. And this, this is, not is not evidence, evidence based, based at all. Oh. I love this song. Can you I hear it? Yep. Show me your teeth. This song got me through the first time I had to pay a lot of money on dental. Homage to Gaga, who didn't get an Oscar. Don't want no money. Shit's ugly. Just want your sex. We'll go to the first chorus and then say goodbye. Talk about me. Show me your teeth. Let me see your teeth. <laughs> Got no direction. All right, Karen. I need 
<laughs> but that album's because it was too mm-hmm. it's like iconic what a time in my I'm life gonna, uh. i'm gonna add this to my um oh gaga was so much fun i was in arizona and it was a formative time for me i saw her at msg for that tour and it oh, was wow oh, so I'm good so jealous it was so good um, With my other friend, Anthony, that I tell you about all the time that I don't <laughs> talk to anymore, but he was so fun. How fun. Listen, we got to record the intro, but I need to run to the bathroom. Can I um, stop sharing? I'm going to pause. Start. This is Hypernasality, a podcast about speech therapy and pop culture with me, Dr. Anthony Drew, and my colleague and friend, Karen, with a capital C. How are you today, Karen? Oh my gosh, I just got the urge to say something funny. Oh, well, you know what? Remember, we're recording the intro right now. Not only did Karen turn this episode on fire, but she coached me in some life experience skill that I needed to learn. You guys, this might be my favorite and best episode, but also got really boring in the last five minutes. Keep listening. Keep listening. (laughs) We had a lot of fun at the top of the show, and you're going to get to hear that Um, in this week's. You're going to love it. You're going to love the way you look. You're going to love the way you look. We even even (laughs) called this the best worst episode or the worst best episode. The happy crappies. The happy crappies. You decide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In this episode, Karen talks about her new aspirations in life. Not the kind you think. Not the kind you're thinking. And uh, (laughs) Anthony shares, I'm going to share about my best worst week or what did you call it? Happy crappy. Happy crappy week. And what are we both watching? Ozark, but we're in different places. Darling. And we're going to start closing out our topic on finding and seeking the job. Do I accept the job and negotiating the terms? Do you accept this, Rose? And remember, everybody, this is is not not evidence-based. Thanks. 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 All right. Let's stop it. Well, Karen, I want to say thank you for yet another great time together on hypernasality. I got to get out of here and make some chicken cutlets. Yeah, go make some chicken cutlets. Yum, yum, yum. Save me some. And remember, everybody, this. This is not. No, it's not. It's not. Stop. Stop it. Stop saying it is. It's not. It's not.